Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hand Me My Purse is a production of iHeart Podcasts. I read this uh, on Viola Davis's internet today, and it says, you know, it's just something for us to think about. If you let other people repeatedly violate your boundaries just to keep the peace, ask yourself, whose peace is really being protected here? And that was from someone on the internet, Michelle C. Clark. I have no idea who that is, but I saw it and I saved it because it's something to think about. To further expound on that, Another question to ask yourself is, why am I protecting their peace and allowing my peace to be disrupted? Setting boundaries and standing ten toes down uh, and making sure that those boundaries are respected and upheld is difficult. Uh, I just started to get good at that maybe last December, this January, but it's essential for uh, a peaceful life. So um, that's just something to think about, like whose peace are you protecting if you allow people to just consistently violate your boundaries? And if you don't take your boundaries seriously, why in the hell would anybody else take your boundaries seriously? It's time to get this party started. Tell me when. 
can't see the things around me. Okay. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Hand Me My Purse, the podcast. I am Mimi Walker, and I will be your forever host each and every single time you tune into this podcast. So go ahead and get comfortable. Get yourself a glass or a cup or a mug or a mayonnaise jar of your favorite beverage, whether that's grapefruit sparkling water, some tart cherry juice, which happens to be really good for inflammation, by the way, a hot cup of Moroccan mint tea, which is also good for digestive issues and issues around your gut and gut pain, or some E&J chilled, which is not good for anything, especially if you want to have a healthy functioning liver. But either way, if that's your jam, not here to judge you. Go light yourself a candle or some incense or burn some sage and just get ready to chill out and have yourself a good time. All right, so friends and kin, let me go ahead and get into what I'm sipping on today. Today I'm sipping on beer, or I was sipping on a beer not too long ago. I am really picky about beer as it's not my favorite beverage to sip on. It's not my go-to beverage if I go out, if I'm at a bar or if I'm out having a good time, but I don't hate beer. Some women are like, ew, beer. I'm not like that. Um, I do like the fact that beer has carbonation and not a lot of... Um, alcoholic beverages have those except for the love of my life, champagne or Prosecco, which is just champagne. But that's neither here nor there. I I really like beer because it helps me to belch and I enjoy a good belch. Don't judge me for that. I have some digestive issues and belching for me usually means relief. So I don't mind um, a good belch. And I've had some really, really tasty beers. Um, I don't want to say the type of beer, but you know what? Never mind. I'm going to say it. It's Stella Artois. I am a big fan. It doesn't taste like sadness or dirty old men or cigars or cigarettes. So um, I enjoy the way that it tastes, but I will not drink a beer out of a bottle for some reason. I just will not. I cannot commit to doing that. And when I see women drinking beer out of a bottle, I'm like, oh my goodness, couldn't you have gotten a cup? I don't know what that is. Uh, maybe I was an etiquette class uh, teacher in a past life, but I just won't drink beer out of a bottle. But anyway, do you guys drink beer? Does any of my friends again drink beer? I'm sure some of you do. And if you do, what kind of beer do you like? Put me on to some new beers. I'm a fan of, um, I don't mind a hard cider, but I don't like those ones that taste like Martinelli sparkling apple juice, uh, like Angry Orchard. That's just a little too much for me. I I don't really like the super sour ones, but I've had some really good ciders that don't taste like juice. Um, I prefer a light beer like a Belgian ale or a Hefeweizen, if you will, uh, because it's not as heavy. But if you know about a beer um, that might fit that, you know, beer demographic, (laughs) <laughs> Let me know. Put me on to something new because I'm always looking for some new things to try out. Oh, yeah. So 
So for today's jam, uh, for today's episode's jam, I decided to ask my guest, uh, what do you think the jam should be? What would you want the jam to be? And so my guest today is uh, one of my best friends. Her name is Crystal. I have two best friends. One is Natalie. That's my best friend from middle and high school. And we are still together to this day. And my best friend from college, who is still my friend and who is my best friend. And uh, my friendship span years. And um, so I asked Crystal, I said, what do you think uh, the jam should be? And she said, she chose, I said, you can choose. She said, cozy by Beyonce. And when you hear the conversation, it'll make sense why she chose that. But um, the funny part is that she and I went to see Beyonce last month in May. uh, And we went to Paris to see Beyonce. And neither one of us has had listened to the Renaissance album before we decided that we were going to see Beyonce. I didn't listen to the Renaissance album until a week or maybe four to five days before I left to go uh, to Paris to see Beyonce. Um, And the best part, the sweetest part is that the day that we were getting ready to, you know, go to the show, you know, showering, putting our stuff on, the makeup and all of our accoutrement uh, to go to the show. We decided that we were going to listen to the album. And I said, we need to listen to this so that we don't look stupid at this show. And we're the only ones who don't know the songs. Even if we don't know them, we can be familiar with the beats so that we can kind of like dance to them. And that is when we pretty much became familiar with uh, the songs on the album. Uh, as we were getting dressed to go to this show. So maybe four hours before the show started is when, and actually that's pretty stinking accurate, four to five hours before the show started is when we started really listening to the album, saying, oh, we like this song. Oh, yeah, this one is good. So um, that is what happened. So she chose that song, and I'm glad that she did. I'm going to read some of the lyrics to you uh, because... It's a it's a pretty dope song. The song is basically about uh, being comfortable in your skin. The song is called Cozy, being cozy in your skin and just loving yourself. And if that ain't a hand me my purse anthem, I don't know what it is, what would be, excuse me, what it is. What it is. Oh, what's up? I'm sorry. So I want to read you guys an excerpt from the song. It's, it says, she's a God. She's a hero. She survived all she's been through. Confident. Cozy with who I am. Comfortable in my skin. Cozy. Cozy. Comfortable in my skin. Feet up above your sins. I love myself. Goddamn. Cozy. Cozy. I love that. You know, I never noticed this part. Feet up above your sins. Come on now, Beyonce. I don't think you wrote that, but still, I love that. Anyway, check the song out. Check the whole album out. I'm late to the party, uh, but something about me is that when everybody is on something, I tend to reject it or run in the opposite direction. And I'll give it some time and then I'll check it out. It's really a dope album. Ever since I've been back, I've listened to the album almost every day. I really love it. And um, I highly suggest, even if you're not a Beyonce fan, 
uh, check that song out because that is definitely a self-love anthem. Cozy by Beyonce. Check it out. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. 
is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right. So I am here today with my bestie. Uh, her name is, what is your name? Introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Crystal, Crystal Lindsay, and I am so excited to be here with my BFF. We're about to have a good time. <laughs> yeah. It's going down. It's going down. Okay, so we are going to talk today Primarily about, we just took a trip. We are always taking trips. It's kind of our MO. It's what we do. We go, one thing about us, we going to go on a trip together. And we just took a major trip. Well, it wasn't really major, but it was major because we went to see Queen Beyonce in Paris. And it was major because we were there together. Yes, And yes. it was major because we did all of the things. All of the things. And so we're going to share um, our experience in Paris going to see Beyonce and talk a little bit about um, friendships because I never knew until like maybe four or five years ago that so many people, particularly Black women, struggle to maintain healthy friendships with one another. Do you do you see that sometimes? Yeah, well, you know, sometimes I think it's a matter of not being reflective. If mm. you can't, if you, I think that everybody should have at least two people mm. that they can go to, especially Black women, because we, we, you know, we're pretty powerful. Yeah. And so I think what happens is if you don't have just two, just yeah. two, yeah, then you got to do some reflecting and figure out what's happening and how come you don't have those two people. It is a blessing. Yes. It's a big, big blessing. Absolutely. Um, And it's really important to be in a space with your friends where you don't have to worry about being judged. That's you can important. just let loose. So you think it's ref being reflective. I think that just like I think one thing that you always told me that I never really paid attention to, for me, it's about being authentic. Mm -hmm. I think that there are so many people who are not... Um, authentic, mm -hmm. just in their waking everyday lives. Mm -hmm. Like they wake up, they put on a mask and there's somebody else every day. And um, the thought of that like makes me want to vomit. Like, wow. no, it does. Because like, it's so emotionally taxing to have to go through life putting on like a show. And I think that in the blessing that I have in my friendships and especially in our friendship is that it's like, this is who I am. This is what you're going to get. And not coming from a negative space, but like, I don't really give a fuck. I get that. I think, though, a part of it is that over time, the, the how you get to that place starts with self, though. Like, mm -hmm. I know who I am. I know mm -hmm. who you are. When you tell me you did something, something you did it. You yeah. did it. Or somebody told me, she said this. I say, oh, I'm sorry about that. That's all I got. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot of backwards and forwards, but it's because <laughs> you know who you are and I know who I am. Right. And so how can you be your authentic self with someone else if you're not really sure who you are? Right. And I think sometimes we that's where the struggle is. And how then do you get to authenticity? That's a... <clears throat> excuse me, that might be a show in and of itself. Like, how do we get to that space? And I don't really know if, I think I've kind of been in that in that mind frame though, since I was a kid though. 
You know what I mean? Now, there was a time where I had to kind of pretend or perform, you know, I don't want to say for safety's purposes, Mm -hmm. but like to protect myself. Mm -hmm. And we kind of got to do that. It's kind of like code switching. Right. Mm -hmm. But when I'm with the people that I feel I should feel safe around or that I love and that I care about, like, I don't want to have to put on like I can be around you and I can be around, you know, other friends that I have and just not. Like I can be my whole self. I don't mm-hmm. have to censor myself if I say something. And sometimes I'll say stuff and I'll be like, I shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. And you will say, you shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. But I said it and then yes. we move on. Yes. Like you're not going to judge me for saying that. No. My best friend from high school, she had it bad. She would call people's babies ugly real oh, bad. Wow. But the truth of the oh, matter. Oh no, oh no, me, me. You cannot call people's kids. <laughs> But sometimes ugly. babies be ugly. <laughs> oh no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not signing up for that. I'm not saying. Well, that. I mean, it's the truth. Well, you could just say that the baby, it looks different. It hasn't grown into the look yet. Okay. I mean, like, I, if I'm around you, I'm not saying the baby hasn't grown into the look yet. If I'm around you, I'm gonna say, "Ooh, that baby ugly." And I'm gonna say, "Don't say that." And I'm gonna say, "Okay." And then we gonna move on. And we gonna laugh. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm. But that's what I'm saying. Like there, there's a level of comfort, but the comfort comes from not having to worry about being anybody else. Yes. Like whatever it is I say. Yes. And I, and I know you guys don't quite know this, but I say some wild shit sometimes. Yes. Yes. Yes, you do. But you know what's so funny about our relationship, why it works, is that I am thinking it, but one of the core things, and I blame Carly's, uh, my mom for this, Mm -hmm. is that everything you do, you're supposed to do in kindness. So Mm -hmm. even when you say something, you should try to be kind about it. So I am constantly thinking about how not to have that ratchet part come out immediately. Mm -hmm. I have to be upset. Like I have to be up and then it just comes out like a motorbike. But if I'm not... Like a motorbike. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if I'm not, then I can censor it a little bit more because I do not want to appear unkind. So for you, it's about doing things in kindness. Yeah. And so I get that. I don't think, see, I think, so this is my sound bad. I think for me, I have to be very conscious about that when it comes to the things that I say, because I have always been the person who, if I think it, I say it. Like in in my 20s, it was really bad. Like I had no, I used to say some wild stuff in my 20s. The the fact that I made it through my 20s without getting jumped (laughs) or shot says a lot. But I, now I am cognizant of it and I do stop and I pause and read the room first. But um, I don't think about doing it, doing things uh, and being kind like, that's not my first thought when I'm in a space of comfort. Like, when I feel really safe and comfortable, I don't think about anything. Yeah. I mean, it just comes out. I do think about, like, when I enter a room, I read the room and I see who's in the room. Okay. If I know that certain things are going to offend or not going to be mm-hmm. kind to those. So maybe I do. Yeah. Not be kind to those people. Yeah. Then I'm not going to say mean or unkind things around those people about things that might trigger them or yes. upset them. Yes. But if it's just me and you. Or like um, me and my friend Lena, me and my friend Susie, I don't have that on at all. Like, I'm just going to, it's coming out. Or me and Natalie, because Natalie's bad. She probably works to me. See, I 
don't, I think that when I think about spending time with you, whether we go on a trip, mm-hmm. whether I come sit on your living room floor, mm-hmm. it is about, I am comfortable. I'm about to have a good time. Mm-hmm. And I think everything else is- We are good time girls. Yes, we yeah. have a good time. Like yeah. we, and the best time we have is when it's not planned. Yeah. We have a good And there's time. no documentation. Yeah, it's yeah. just, because we can't tell about it anyway. Then so, there's that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I think um, when I'm with you- um, I get a chance to just come down yeah. and just be myself. But I always think about kindness in the way that I communicate and interact because I know I'm very cold. Okay. So like because of who I am naturally as a person, yes. I know that if I am not consciously thinking about yes. that, I will be very, very cold. Yes. And that is n- never my intent, mm-hmm. but it's something that my mother has had me work on my whole life. Okay. And I think... I am that person where um, once I'm there, I'm all like I go all the way in. Yeah. So if I'm cold, I am stone, stone cold. cold. You don't really want to fuck Austin. with me. Nope. Leave me alone. Leave me the fuck alone. Or just just get this temperature, room temperature. Yep, and I'm just gonna be lukewarm. And I'm gonna be that lukewarm. is you. Yeah, that is you. Like, I and don't so want it's it. interesting you said that because I and this is probably why it works. We're like yin and yang, like. I'm naturally warm. Yes. I'm naturally very thoughtful. Yeah. Not to say you're not thoughtful and loving, but you are not, excuse me, you're not walking in the room saying, I'm going to be thoughtful and loving to everybody in this room. You have to think, let me, and that's how I am with my filter. Okay. I am walking in the room saying, before you start talking, Mimi, just look around and just case the joint (laughs) and make sure that you don't say anything crazy that people are going to be like, exactly. They're going to be like, you crazy. What is this lady talking about? And even though it still happens, but I can filter it a little bit because even your husband says, Mimi just says anything. She Mm -hmm. just say anything out of her mouth. Mm -hmm. That girl crazy. Mm -hmm. My family has always said that to me ever since I was a kid. That girl is crazy Mm -hmm. because I'm in a space of comfort. I feel safe. So like my bra is off. I'm relaxed. My shoes are off. I can take my glasses. (laughs) Like I don't, I don't have to process. And I love being in spaces like that Mm -hmm. because I can just be me. I don't like, I don't like to have to think about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, it's funny that you say that because that has translated into my line of work. Mm-hmm. Like, I I have to consciously always yes. think about what I'm saying. Because mm-hmm. typically, what I say is not what I'm thinking. No. It's usually two totally separate worlds Absolutely. that I'm operating in and at so the many same people, moment. And the funny part is that people really, really believe that they know you as yeah. a human being. Yeah, yeah. You don't. No, don't <laughs> say that. People don't. But I think that... That is amazing. Not that I don't. I, not that you're not being your authentic self, but I think that you have mastered understanding how to give people enough. That is something that I have been working on with my therapist for the past three years because I used to just give people everything in relationships, friendships, my familial relationships. Take all of me. But I know now that that's a part of a self-worth issue. Mm-hmm. If you take all of me, you gotta, it's got to be something about me that you'll want to like and mm-hmm. hold on to. Now, I don't really give a fuck. You can take it. You can yeah. leave it because I like it. Yes. Yeah, I love it all. Yes. So, so that's a different, I'm in a totally different space. But I appreciate that you know how, and you have actually helped me to work on that. If Because, you know, and when I don't like people, it ain't a secret. It's loud. My, I, I don't say much, but... It's loud that I don't like yes, you. Yes. I've I've mastered how to. I could not like people, and they sit right next to me, and they'll never know. Yes, because that's important. But what's the point? 
Yes. Why do they need to know? They don't. They don't need to have all yes. of that information no, no, about no. me. Absolutely. No. Um, I always say that um, I feel like our friendship is special. I feel like the friendships that I have, and you always say, you got so many friends, you yes. got a lot of friends, but I don't. You call them all friends. I call them all friends. And I'm starting to be cognizant of that and working on calling people homegirls and, you know... I don't like the word acquaintance because it sounds like yeah. work. Yeah, you know? I, I get it. I mean, I, again, but I don't know what to say. But it goes back to like you and I just cut different yeah. because of the kind of work that I do because yeah. of how I was raised. Mm-hmm. I'll say quick, it's a lady at my job that yeah. so and so. And you might say, well, it's oh, so my friend at my be, job. Yeah. And I'd be like, no, she's not my friend. Yeah. She's, <laughs> and then you'll ask me, is she like your friend? And I'm like, no, she's yeah. a lady at my job. I'm really nice to her. Yes, yeah, you And are. I think that she is, she has great talents, but she's mm-hmm. not my friend. She's not coming to my house. Yeah. And I'm very clear when someone asks me, like, oh, um, do you think we could spend some time together? No. Or would you like to go to lunch? No. You tell them no. Yes. That's amazing that you do yes. that. And I'm I still working on that. It. And I'll yeah. tell them in front of you. I'm, I'm sure you've heard many conversations with someone say, well, we should do this together or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, you should probably figure that out. And then send me an email. You're so nice, nasty. Well, I'll be serious because yeah. then I won't waste time. Yeah, because you don't like that. I do uh-uh. not like that. You don't like wasting biggest, no time. That is like my biggest pet peeve. And I know I got to get better at that. But I like it. I'm I've not. learned from, from it because I used to waste a lot of fucking time and energy on other people and other people's thoughts and other people. And for what? No reason. Where's the return on my investment? Nothing. You know, that's my favorite thing to say. Yes, it Where's is. Where's the return on my investment? <laughs> Where? What am I getting back? I just think that I feel bad when I think about um, people who don't have any friends. There was this thing on the internet uh, a couple of months ago where this lady was saying she feels touch deprived. Oh, wow. Yeah, it made me really sad for her. She was a black woman, too. Yeah. And she, you saw it? No. She was crying. Wow. And she was saying that she feels touch deprived and that, you know, she she said something that was a little aggressive about how um, women with children who um, say that they're overstimulated I hear that, whatever it is. It's fine. Um, It's real life. Real life is happening all around us. (laughs) Um, She said that she was touch deprived and she didn't want to hear any commentary from women who have kids who say that they they are overstimulated because they don't know her struggle. And the truth of the matter is that, you know, I don't know what it's like to be touch deprived. I work around 950 people every Monday through Friday, Mm -hmm. but it made me really sad for her. And I feel sad for people who don't have connections, whether it's a friend, a family member, the mailman who you got to have a person. Yeah. Or two or three or four. Yes. You got to have people that you can go to when you are feeling like you are at your lowest of low. Yes. And they will welcome you with open arms and they're not going to judge you. That's right. They're not going to try to convince you that your low could have been changed if you would have just did this. Yes. Just come on in here and be low. Yes. I'm going I'm to get down here with you yes. on the low. Would you yes. like some tea or some ice cream? You know something that you, like what you're saying to me that kind of like really sticks to my heart that I love about you is that you I've watched you grow into a place where you take what you need and this world needs more women that do that. So this idea of mean? being this idea of being touch deprived mm-hmm. for you that can't exist. No. Because if you need it you're going to take it. Uh, yes I will. <laughs> and so this idea yes, of I will. um taking like life into your own hands mm-hmm. and being okay with like we don't have children. Seems no. like we doing all right. Listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> High five. Let me tell you something. We are the aunties that the mamas be jealous of. 
Um, can you watch my kid? Absolutely not, because I'm going to get on a plane. Or when will you be back? Yeah. 45 I'll minutes. Take them. I will take the kid and I will take her to dance. Um, I will take her. I have a goddaughter. I have a few godchildren. Okay, let me say that. Um, it's probably best that if you uh, want to be my godchild, that we be related. Because I'm going to see you at functions. You know, I'm going to see you around. Okay. I will take the godchild to the dance. I will pick her up from cheer. This summer, I'm going to take her because she's been showing off a little bit. I'm going to take her this summer. Okay. We're going to do some things. But when are you coming to get her? Can I drop her off with her right. when she was younger? Uh-huh. And, I mean, they understand what it is. If I don't have children of my own... What makes people think I want to spend time with your kids? People think that. Honey, people they believe think it. That. People they believe think, it. And I'm going to tell you this. I think what happens when it comes to God kids, and I can talk talk with you about this because we both don't have kids, is that I am your godmother because mm-hmm. I'm supposed to step in when your parents can't. Die. Oh, sorry. When your parents That was can't. aggressive. That was aggressive. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> See what I mean? I told y'all. Really? I told y'all. I would say when they die, that's when you call me. No. No. Like when you need support. Need. But if you, um, if your parent is alive and, and, and well, well and floating all around and having a good time, don't call me unless it's for the, um, for the recital mm-hmm. or you want me to come to the ceremony. Mm-hmm. And I ain't got to come to the ceremony. I could bring you a gift after the ceremony. You do not have to prioritize me. But I am very clear that I am not your mom nor am I trying to be your mom. Absolutely not. And call me when you need yes. me. Yes. If you need me, if you can't pick them up, call me. Yes. If you and that's not just about God children, that's about any child in my life. When you need <laughs> I'm serious. Don't call me about any child in my life. See, and let's go back to the I'm warm. talking about children like in my family. Yeah, Be clear. Because I don't really have I don't really have a lot of friends with kids. One. But two, my friends with kids, they you know, if they call me to help them with their kids, they need help. Because they know, don't call Auntie Mimi because I am not watching the West Children. Well, first question they're going to ask is, are you here? Yes. Well, for you. Yes. yes. So let me tell you about my friend Crystal. She decided that in August she was going to quit her job. And she does relatively well for herself. And her and her husband, she and her husband, let me use proper grammar. She and her husband decided that for nine months, they were going to traipse around the globe. And not that they're new to traveling. They've been traveling. That is kind of one of she and I's like bonding things is that we goes, we Mm -hmm. travels. And it wasn't a thing where like she had never been anywhere before we started traveling or I had never been anywhere before. We've always liked traveling even before we started traveling together. And another thing, to I digress, and we'll get to this when we start talking about the trip, but you got to know who you're traveling with. Yes. We'll get back to that in a second. Okay, but, let's go back to that. Right. Okay. What was I talking about? This that happens. I decided to... Oh, you, she decided to um, quit her job. She and her husband decided that they were going to traipse all around the globe and just travel for nine months. And she was just gone. It was just like that. She left me. I did not leave you. You did. I did not leave you. I talked to you, if not every day, at least five days out of the week. Uh, We probably talked six days out of the week. Okay. We talked almost every day. Okay. If it wasn't text, FaceTime, or a phone call. Mostly FaceTime and text because you were away. And you were everywhere. Where'd you go? I went to Australia. Uh I went to South Africa. Uh I went to Thailand, Malaysia, Mm -hmm. Singapore. Mm -hmm. Zanzibar. Uh, Zanzibar. Kenya. Kenya, mm-hmm. Botswana, Zimbabwe, Nambia, Zambia. Namibia. <laughs> Namibia? 
Namibia, Zambia. And let me just segue, okay? Because I was supposed to say this in my first episode when I was shouting out all the countries that um, have supported me or have listened. Um, I was supposed to give a big shout out to Namibia, excuse me, Namibia. And one of my friends reminded me, you did not shout out Namibia because I was actually charting in Namibia for like three weeks. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. So go ahead. So you went to Namibia. Then you were in Europe. You went where? Budapest. Mm-hmm. Um, London. Mm-hmm. Uh, France. I went, I went to France. Sweden. Spain. Sweden. Finland. Uh, you went to Spain? Did you go to Portugal? No. Yes, I went to Portugal. You did? Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, I don't really want to go to Portugal. I'm still a little bitter about the whole slave trade thing, but oh. that's another. Yeah, that's I'm on sorry. another episode. Yeah. Also, other stuff. Um, but nonetheless, um, we had a good time. Mm-hmm. It was good. Um, I was able to kind of take a few steps back, and mm-hmm. um, it's been good. Life mm-hmm. has been good to me. You deserved it. Because you, you work really hard. I've watched you work really hard for like the past 10 years. I mean, you got your doctorate. Uh, you've gotten promotions and elevated and elevated and elevated. You're one of the hardworking, most hardworking, if not the hardest working person that I know. Thank you. Absolutely. And thank you for taking that as a compliment. Because yeah. Oh, I'm about to cry. No crying. Okay. Because we are having a party today. Yeah, well, you know me. I cry. <laughs> At the party. <laughs> it, don't, it don't matter if it's a party, <laughs> if it's a funeral, <laughs> if it's a day party, a night party. We drinking, we laughing. I'm going to cry because okay. it's what I do. It's a party. Um, but I am really proud of you. Thank and you. And people, I feel like friends don't say that to friends enough. I'm really proud of you. And it has been really inspirational to watch you Um just grind out. I was so glad. I was so sad when you left, but I was so happy when you left because I was happy to just to see you walk away, even if it was just temporarily or for a time, um, just walk away from everything and everybody and focus on you and you and your husband just go and be together and have a good time. I was so fucking happy about that. I was so sad that you left, but I was so happy for you. And I'm glad. I'm glad you're back though. Okay, I'm glad to be back. Um, okay, so we digress. Okay. So about friendships. I think we've talked a lot about friendships. I think that um what would you say to people? I want to do a series on how to build friendships and I want to have you on again and I want to have Natalie on again cuz okay. Natalie and I have been friends since we were 12. Since okay. I was 12 and she was well, 13. We've been friends for 30 years. Okay. And you and I have been friends for 25 years. Okay. Um I don't understand um and friendships go through ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And you know me. One thing that I will tell you about me, cross me. Cross me and I'm going to walk away. But I don't walk away immediately. You got to, you got to, I got to be putting up with some shit for a minute. And then I'm just going to be like, I, I got to detach. And I don't care if you're my mother, my father, my sister, my brother, my uncle, my cousin, the mailman, who you are. Like, once I decide that I don't want, like... I can't put up with or I can't deal with Mm -hmm. certain aspects of what you are sharing or what your energy is. I have to move back because it makes me feel uncomfortable or unsafe. Okay. Right. And so I I, for people, just a a small portion. What do you think is uh, the most important aspect to having a healthy friendship, a healthy, long lasting friendship? Because we don't even argue. But that don't mean we don't get on because you got on my nerves in Paris a little bit once. What I do to you? I don't remember. That's what I'm saying. Like, it don't matter. And you know I'm a grudge-holding bitch. You know I holds on to a grudge. I do. 
I do. I am who I am. You know, I'm not without flaw. I hold on to stuff. I don't even remember what you did. I think like just because I wasn't mad. It was just like oh, I just God. think like being okay with the fact that it's. I see long lasting relationships sort of like marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Like. I'm not planning to leave you. Mm-hmm. So you are going to get on my nerves. Yes. And I'm going to get on your nerves. Absolutely. And that's okay. Yes. Because I'm not leaving you. No. And so like this thing, and we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. like when something happens in a relationship that I care deeply about, yeah. I'm going to go back to address it. Yeah. I want you to know that I am upset so about this. You have like, hurt my feelings. You have hurt my feelings. I will openly say that. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll be honest. I think. That has something to do with how I was trained, be, trying to be a social worker, like okay. the traditional training of you speak up about how you feel, okay. but I got to care enough to speak up. Yeah. And so what ends up happening in my case over time, I don't have a lot of people in my life that I care enough about to tell them. Okay. So when... Um, you do. When I do, it is a big deal. Yeah. I'm falling out. I might you fall out fall for out two crying. weeks, three weeks. I yes. will fall out because I, because I have... Um, I trust and have invested in that mm-hmm. relationship. I get that. And so I think the number one thing um, to accept in your long-term relationships is this is something that I'm intending to be with for the rest of my life. I, I think the word that you said, intending, is, a, is rooted in a word that I use all the time on this show, intention. Yes. Intention. And I think about, because I've, I've, I've lost some friendships mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. an adult. Yes. I have walked away from some friendships or I've had some friendships walk away from me. Yeah. And when they walked away, I did not um, follow up. Uh-huh. And I think that some of that is rooted in my own trauma. I have okay. quite a bit of abandonment trauma. Yes. Um, when people walk away from me, I don't chase them. Okay. Because it is way too, it's a little too triggering for me. Okay. And I just feel like if you can walk away from me, mm-hmm. then we probably don't belong together no more. Because okay. how you going, I mean, not to, you know, but how you going to walk away from me? You well, know why? Yeah, you walk away from this. Cause this is prime time beef over here, baby. I got this is good stuff. I got. Oh, well, I mean, I just do. I think that I'm a good friend. I think that I'm a good. I'm probably not the best daughter, but I think that I'm a good daughter. I was an amazing granddaughter. I'm a great niece. You know, I'm a great colleague. Uh, quite a few of my coworkers would not agree with that. Well, then, but I don't good. really care because okay. I don't like them anyway. Um, but I, I, I think that I'm a. I think I'm a good person. And I do strive to be a good person. Am I a perfect person? Absolutely not. So I just feel like if somebody, if people want to leave, they should just leave. And I, I'm the same way with men in relationships. Like if you want to go, go. So and I, I mourn it and I grieve it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the grief is extensive. Like I mourn it and I grieve it and I grieve it. And then like I'm changed because of it. Okay. Yeah. I think for me, it's more about control in that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Like based on who I am as a person. No, you and I have that. Like yours might be a little more intense though. So my intention is to be with you forever. And right. so I don't think that is stalker-ish, but I what I what I will say it does for the other person is build in security for them. Mm-hmm. So like you should build in security. some security, not build insecurity. No, it should it, build built in security. security. Okay. So because you know me and the intention is that we're going to be friends until we're really, really old, walking through pairs uh-huh. um, together. Why or, do I keep saying or die? It's I don't know, because I don't know why you're thinking about dying, because we got so well, much living people, to no, do. No, but old people die. Yeah, but they live too. Yeah, they do. You're right. Okay, you're right. I'm sorry. You're right. 
Go ahead. So that being said, I can have an argument with you as my friend Mm -hmm. or disagreement with you. Mm -hmm. And the thought is never that I'm going to leave you. Yeah. That's really important in relationships. Yes. So you don't want to have a bad... I can't imagine you having an argument with me that's going to lead to me never talking to you again. I agree. And so because of that... But I think that's because of... And it, maybe it's because of the way you are in the relationship with me. Yes. But also I just think because of our relationship. Like when you were like, what did I do in Paris? I don't fucking know. Yeah. It was so dumb. Yes. But I mean, and it wasn't even a thing. Yeah. It was just like, oh my God. And if I could be really honest, it was probably me because I'm moody as hell. Well, I think also we have to take into account that we are very We are women of a certain age. Yes. And so yes, we are. And come on, paramenopause. We're talking about it. Yeah. And we're going to the doctors about it. And yeah. so it's a thing. And so just kind of providing that grace. But I feel like with relationships, whether it is besties or whether it is husband and wife Mm -hmm. or whether it's sisters, Mm -hmm. how my relationships work is that the people who I intend to be with forever, Mm -hmm. they know it. Yeah. And I'm not giving up on them real easy. I got you. Even if you do something real crazy and you say some crazy stuff to people and and I'm right there and I'm like, okay, sorry about that. And I'm like, you cannot do that. (laughs) But I don't stop loving you and you never, but it never crosses your mind that I'm going to stop loving you. Does it go back to where we started from the very beginning of this conversation? We talked about being, you said, being very reflective. And I said, being very authentic. I think that at the root of who I am, you know who I am. So if I say to somebody, and I have, um, I call somebody a fat, funky bitch before. Was that kind no, it was so it was terrible. Not, it, it was terrible. And, and I, I apologize. And I apologize for you. And I said, I'm yes. so sorry about this. I'm yes. sorry that this happened to it you. It was a gentleman. I, I said that to him. Part of the reason I think I said it, one, I was drunk. Okay. But that person was very unkind to you. So? Yeah, I know it was so. But the same way you are about your control, I'm highly, my loyalty is, a, is on a psycho lens. Uh-huh. Don't. Fuck with my people. Okay. Oh, you want to be rude to my my best friend? Oh, okay. I'm gonna get you later. Don't worry about it, cause I'm gonna let the I'm gonna let this Tito's do the talking later. And I called uh, him a fat funky bitch. To be fair, he did smell bad, guys. Okay. Was that kind? No. You shouldn't have did. I that. should not have said that. It was so mean. And I don't want you guys out here. I don't want my friends in camp thinking that I'm mean because I'm not. But you know, when the Remy's in the system, ain't no telling. No, no. no don't use that no, as a crutch. No, no, no. You were gonna. You wanted to tell him that forever, but you shouldn't. Have, but we were not. So be fair. Go back. Okay. We were at a bar. We were at a bar. We were not at like a work setting. He is not a friend. 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 And mm-hmm. he was in close proximity for no reason. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, sometimes. When and he you- smelled. Not at that time, though. But sometimes when you put yourself in places you know you shouldn't be, mm-hmm. things happen. Yep, especially when you're around me. Period. Yeah. No, it don't matter if it was you or somebody else. Yeah. Don't I go know. places you're not welcome. Oh, see? And see? So let me just say this, okay? <laughs> really? Let me just say this. People don't know you're the nasty one. I'm not. You're the mean one. No. I'm you- just the one. I, I'm going to say it. Without warning, I'm not going to think twice. I'm going to just say, get your funky, fat, funky ass away from me. That was so fucking not kind. And you know what? I would like to take this time 
He probably isn't listening to this, but if perchance he is, I want to apologize because that was wrong and I should not have said that to you. And um, oh man, I just shouldn't have said it. It was kind of messed up. So I apologize to you, sir, <laughs> for saying, um, get your fat, funky ass away from me. Well, I apologize. I apologize already. Yeah. When it happened, she apologized. She was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. She was like, get your ass out of here. We got to go. And she grabbed me by my, my hood and like dragged me out. And like we a, got out. Yeah. And we were safe. Yes, I felt safe. Even yes. though you were the one doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a safe space at that point. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I just think that um, it goes back to just being authentic, like we were saying. Like, I know that I can say, I feel like I could say almost anything around you. Yeah. And you would not hold it against me. No. Against my life, mm-hmm. against my, I could say something to you about somebody that you care about. Yes, because you know that I am not malicious. You know that, like, if I came to you and I told you, "Oh, so and so, I saw them and I saw them and I think I saw them doing some drugs and I'm afraid that they're about to be on drugs. Yeah. We got to do something." Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not lying. No, you know, I'm not making it up. No, I'm not that girl, though. No, I'm not that girl. If you saw it. It happened. Yeah. I don't need to ask them. I'm just going for them. Yeah. If, if you saw it, it happened. Yeah. He, she not about to call me. You know, mm-hmm. to be fair, I don't have people in my circle that are close to me like mm-hmm. you are. That if they if if my sister calls me, if mm-hmm. you call me, it happened. I'm yeah. not about to ask you where was. You, I'm not going to ask you where you were. Mm-mm. I'm just going to deal with you when I see you. Yeah, it's no questions and all this. Yeah. That's too much. Yeah. I don't even need to know. And I'm a girl who does not love the details, and we always talk about that. Yeah. So I'm I love not, details. Yeah, I'm not. May, I may not ask you. Yeah, all of the details because I don't need to know them. It's so funny that you say that because we also always talk about like if you see your friend's man out with somebody, are you going to tell them? And I am not always the girl who will automatically tell depending on who the person is. Yes. And you are like, nope, I'm a tell, depending on who the person is. Yes. Because all women and all men or all people, some people you can't tell that stuff I to. I agree with that. Because you'll be jammed up. Yeah. You will be jammed up. You fuck around, look up, and they not speaking to you no more. And I'm good with that. Yeah. <laughs> See, I told you it was her. <laughs> and that's fine if she doesn't talk to me again. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm good with that. I think, you know, for people that I care about, I'm going to tell you. You can do what you want with the information. Mm-hmm. But if you know me well, you know I don't have a lot of details. Yeah. I might take a picture for you. Mm-hmm. I didn't go ask the girl what her name was. Mm-hmm. I did not ask him where he was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I am going to make sure that he knows I see him. I saw him. him, yeah. Because then I want him to be uncomfortable when he's around me again because mm-hmm. you playing with my friend. Absolutely. Or you playing with my sister or whoever, or whoever it is whoever that it you is. playing with. And so I have no problem with the person being mad because if you're that man and you don't want to talk to me, you were never meant to be with me. Yeah. you like if Also, like, what the fuck do I got to lie for? I don't want your man. Well, I mean, some ladies, you be thinking you want that man, though. I got my own man. Yeah, I don't. He a lot the man. I don't. I got a couple of men that I be playing around <laughs> with. 
as one of them might be somebody else's man. I don't know, but I understand. that's none of my business. That's not your business. No, but like I don't, I don't be out here scouting for other people's men because yeah. sometimes they like it's not even worth it. Well, I was gonna say, be very yeah. careful for yeah. what you scout out. Yeah, because, because sometimes it's not even worth the yeah. time. And the husband, and the wife, because I'm a wife, mm-hmm. might say, "Go ahead and take him. Thank you." Please, can you take him on Thursdays, Saturdays, and Mondays, yes. please, so yes. that I can have some time to watch my television. Because I would like True Crime Monday. I would like to watch my television programs <laughs> and to eat some ice cream alone because he wants to eat all of my ice cream. Yes. Um, so we went on a trip. We have been on many trips together. Where have we gone together? We've been on cruises. You've so what been on- about the cor- coronation that we went on? That was amazing. You've been on my family reunion cruises. Yes. Uh, at the top, this is just to go to show um, how crazy we are. Uh, I launched this podcast on March the 1st okay. of 2020. All right. Right? Um, on, I want to say it was March the 13th is when they sent us home early. It yes. was a Friday. I think it was a, the 13th. Okay. They said, um, don't come back to work. We don't know when we're coming back because this is a problem. This is March the 13th on a Friday. This fool calls me on Saturday morning and says, do you want to go to the Bahamas? And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean? And historically, I've gotten so much better, but historically, I'm scared of everything. And I just kind of, I used to, I used to kind of just move from a place of fear, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Um, fear and anxiety and mm-hmm. just being afraid of uncontrolled outcomes, right? I'm not really like that as much anymore. You've gotten better. I have. Um, she calls me and I'm like, wait, what? Now, at this point, I'm just one month into therapy with my phenomenal <laughs> therapist. So I'm like, what do you mean? I was like, oh my God, it's a federal mandate. We can't go anywhere because it's they're saying no, that it's no, an no. epidemic or a pandemic. <laughs> we can't go you were like, do you want to go or not? I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. Doesn't, it doesn't take a lot for to convince me. Our crazy asses left the United States on the 17th of March. Now, mm-hmm. they had already said stay in the house. Yes. People were running around buying toilet paper, milk, butter, eggs, bread. We are going on a trip to an all-inclusive. To an all-inclusive resort in the Bahamas. <laughs> Your sister, shout out to my guy, Ashley. Your sister made us t-shirts. Yes, she did. And I still have mine. I do too. That said, Coronacation. Yes. um, And they had black sparkles. They were neon yellow. They were amazing. Yes. And we wore them and we went to this all-inclusive and nobody was there. And it was amazing. And that was on the 17th. And we came back on that Saturday and we almost got stuck in the Bahamas. Yeah, we won the last flight. We out. were on the last flight out before they closed the airport down. Yeah. First of all, let's just talk about God's favor over our um, friendship. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, Jesus! Because God covers us every time. <laughs> every time. Every we, time. And you know what? It's always some shit going on when it when yeah. it's us. But it was good. It was amazing. Because think about all of the people who were running around getting toilet paper. Mm-hmm. We had our feet up. My feet up, and there was toilet paper in the bathroom in the room. Yes, it was. How about that? And free drinks. Yes. We had a drink called the marijuana something. Yes. And it, it was, was called the marijuana. It was amazing. It was amazing. And it had no marijuana in it. No. 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 Mm-hmm. We had a very good time. There was a tour there from like Canada or something. All those yes, young kids, yes, some young kind of people. business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had a very, very, very mm-hmm. good time. Uh, but we always do. So we have been to all throughout the Caribbean, Mexico multiple times. We went to 
Puerto Vallarta. We oh, yeah. we went through hell to get there. Yes, we did. We got there. We had an amazing time. Yes, you were we doing did. your water yogas. Yeah. Um, we went to all those fake, uh, not fake, those... Um, you know how you got to go to those meetings for timeshares? Oh, yes, yes, And we got we all did. these free massages yes, and free amazing. lunches. it was amazing. Um, I gained 10 pounds on that trip. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah it was don't really talk bad. about that. It was rough. It was rough. <laughs> That's tough. Oh, but um, we recently, I always talk about how much I love Paris. I love Paris. And you always say, ugh, Paris, I don't really it sucks. like it. It sucks. It does. Yeah, it does smell bad. So, but it's okay. I love it. <laughs> so we went to Paris to see Beyonce. I am not in the beehive. You are not either. I don't know. I feel like I, I got close to the beehive this last time. <laughs> you got stuff. I might got I might got a little honey coming from the end. Oh, I don't really okay. know. Yeah, honey I don't from know. The and you got some too. No, wait a minute. Okay. Let me tell my own story. I was about to say. Let me tell my own fucking okay. story. Okay, okay, tell it. So, but you have seen Beyonce multiple times yes. in concert. Yes. And so I've always been the person like, if things are super like bandwagony, it's like, I don't want to be a part of it. I am not of the ilk of people who are anti-Beyonce. I think Beyonce is a phenomenal entertainer. Mm -hmm. I think she can sing her ass off. Mm -hmm. She's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I definitely think that she had some work done to her body. But that's fine. <laughs> because if I was a multimillionaire and I could get the best care... I would go get a handcrafted body as well. Like okay. I'm, I'm not against that. Okay. Um, what I am against though is ladies who go and get these body surgeries and stuff, and it looks bad. You should have just back kept to your, Beyonce. Go back, back to, to Beyonce. Beyonce. Okay. What's the other stuff? Back to Beyonce. Sorry, um, but they gotta stop with these surgeries. It's getting out of control. But anyway, back to Beyonce. So I'm not. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> sorry. Somebody who was anti-Beyonce. I've okay. always liked her. Even though my college boyfriend, he really liked her, but he loved light-skinned girls with long hair. He had a thing for those kind. Um, he didn't really end up with one, though. Oh, well, sometimes that happens. Yeah. But he didn't end up with me. For me, what? Thank the Lord for that. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Um, the Lord is good. God is good to me. But anyway, so we, 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 we say when we find out she's having a show, we're like, oh, do you want to go? We should go. We should we go. We go. We should we should we should we should we should go. And I'm thinking to myself, I've never seen Beyonce, but if I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go. Yeah. I want it to be an experience. I don't just want to go see her in Landover or go see her in at the Baltimore Arena mm -hmm. or go see her in like Philadelphia. I want it to be an experience, yes. right? And so. I was like, we should go away and go see her. And you were like, yes, we should. So then you go into your mode, Capricorn mode. You start looking. Oh, we're going to go here. We're going to go here. Da -da. And I'm just thinking, we were talking to my little cousin, Lindsay. Shout out to Lindsay. I love Lindsay. She's my fan. She's my boo. And so she's like, um, do you guys really want to go? Because you really need to get on it. And I was like, yeah. And you always plan trips. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't really like group trips, but I go on group trips mm -hmm. with your friends and your family. It's mm -hmm. like 20 of us. I have a great time mm -hmm. every single time. Mm -hmm. And you always plan everything because you travel a whole lot. Mm -hmm. So you're used to planning stuff. So I'm like, she's going to take care of it. I'm not going to worry about it. I don't know where you went. You were at some conference you were presenting and you were like, oh, here's the Beyonce stuff. Da -da. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wait on her because she's going to mess around and we ain't going to be able to go. I had already bought a, the, the plane tickets. No. I didn't buy the plane no, tickets. No, I bought the 
ticket tickets first. Okay. And then as soon as I got the ticket tickets, you sent me this thing and I was looking and I was, you were like, well, they got some tickets for $135. And so I, so I started looking and I was like, we ain't gonna be able to see nothing. You were, you couldn't, for some reason, you always answer all my text messages. You respond to me, but you did not respond. And I was like, I can't wait for her. Like, I gotta I get it. I probably was presenting. Yeah, you were presenting. You were. And I was like, I can't wait. And I was like, well, should we do? Should, should? And I said, you know what? Let me just do it because she's always doing everything and everybody's always looking to her to do it and expecting her to do the planning mm-hmm. and expecting her to buy the thing and expecting her. I'm going to do it this time because yeah. that's something that, you know, One you don't have to, have to worry about. Yeah. And in my mind, I was just like, let me do something kind yes. and take something off of her plate that she don't even have to worry about. I'm going to just pull up. I'm pulling the plug. This is me trying to live in this new don't be afraid. Just do it thing, right? You got this. Yes. Well, I did. And I got them tickets. Mm-hmm. And I texted you back and I was like, we're going to see Beyonce in Paris. Here are the tickets. Um, we need to get airplane tickets in a hotel. And you were like, what? And I was like, yeah, we going. Here go the tickets. You said, oh my God, they're so expensive. I thought they were going to be $135. I said, well, they not. So let's go. Yeah. And within three hours, we had plane tickets. And um, we went to see Beyonce on... May the 26th in Paris. And we went, let's start with the airline. Let's talk about that. Oh my God. Jesus to the Lord of Christ. So listen, friends, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk bad about nothing. Okay. Cause that's not how I move. Yes. Um, I fly spirit airlines. Okay. I don't have a problem with spirit airlines at all, but, um, Play Airlines is like the spirit of Europe. It's just so bad. It's bad. And here's why it's bad. It's not bad because it's bad. It's bad because there are rules around flying on Spirit Airlines. For me, I'm not flying more than three and a half hours on a Spirit flight. Unless you said you don't mind an overnight red eye from like L.A. A red eye, I'm fine. Because you sleep. I'm sleep the whole time. I get that. So I, I, I don't think I would mind that. But... In the daytime, I'm not flying more than three to three and a half hours on Spirit. I'm just not. Yeah, it don't make They be sense switching your flights. They do this. It sounds like a lawnmower I don't sometimes. Know, sometimes Southwest, do Southwest the same. does they the just, same thing. They, they have delays. American. I, I think that people just come for Spirit because it's a, a, a budget airline. Think, That's what it's called. I think also because it's easy. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I think people come. I think people come for Spirit as well. Who don't travel a lot. Like, well, so you go away once a year, you should be flying Delta. Yeah. Like, you should be- Premier you class. Should, yes, you should be flying save your coin business up. Cl- class. Save your coin up First and save class. ultimate because, or premium yeah. business class so you can get all the things because you only go one a year. Yeah, But, but if you, you go on four or five, six times a year, yes. listen, I got to spread this out. There are months where you have traveled three times and three or four times in a month. Mm-hmm. So let's say you did that for 12 months. We're talking mm-hmm. about 60 48 to 60 flights. That's much different than I'm going one place for the mm-hmm. whole year. You should save up your coins. You should you should yeah. fly. Premium. Premium. You should you should have fly your Emirates. own. Let, check this out. You should go ahead and get your own jet. You, Rent a jet. That's right. Go that's by right. yourself. You, so like people who do that and also like people, um, this is a, a very American concept. They like this idea of being an elitist. Mm. And so... And so if they It makes my stomach hurt. Well, you know, if so... I'm not a fan of it. So if you... I can't fly spirit because I can't... But guess what? I didn't watch people who on this Instagram talking all kinds of trash. And I said, oh, baby, she getting on spirit with us. This lady with this red bottoms and this Birkin bag. Hey, girl. You know what? It's funny you said that. 
Because I got to tell this story and I, I, I got to segue. Can you please tell us what happened? Myself and my friend Candace, she's been on this show multiple times. Hilarious. Hilarious. She's one of my funniest friends, but hands down, my funniest friend is Susie. Susie is, is is she makes me laugh to the point where the laugh doesn't even come out. But anyway, Candace and I are at this bar. This is a huge segue, but it's about being elitist or being like so to do, but you're not. Okay. Um, we're at the bar. A couple comes in. They are white, uh, maybe Jewish because, you know, of the area I was in, um, but well-to-do. She had a Chanel bag. She had a cute little sheath pink dress on. She had blonde hair. It was curled perfectly. He looked nice, like he was coming from his job. He had on loafers with not, no socks, a nice polo, some khakis. And they sat at the bar. When she sat at the bar, I saw the bottom, because I am a details girl. Um, I looked at the, she had on red bottoms and Louboutins. And I was like, okay, sis is in here. She got the Chanel bag, the Louboutins, her and her boo at the bar. Okay. Honey, the, I, she had on slingbacks. Oh, wow. Them feet looked like she had been walking 12 years a slave with no shoes on. Oh, they were gray. The, the hus, as my grandmother used to Ooh. call it, the hus. Mm. And for you guys who don't have old black grandmothers, hus on your feet is just calloused skin. Yes. Okay, White. The, yes. Crust. Crust white. But this lady's was crusted and white, but with a grayish black film over it. Oh. That ain't the kind of dirty feet that you get because you just was walking around with no shoes on mm. for a day. Yes. 12 years a slave, she was walking around oh. with no shoes on. Mm. It was aggressive. It was aggressive. And um, that's all I wanted to say. I just wanted oh. to share that. Oh, that's, she had the spirit of long suffering. Yeah. The oh. feet. The feet. Oh. The feet. She had the spirit of long suffering on her feet. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. Back to Paris and Beyonce. Okay, sorry. Play Airlines. Let's go. I don't want to do it anymore. We never doing that again. Yeah. I don't care where we, we not going. We, we could well, walk we there. Could, we could do play if you go from like Paris to London. That's we like a two hour get, flight. No, we just going to catch the, the, train. the train. We You just don't want to do play ever again. I don't want to do that. I didn't like it very much. It wasn't good they for my They had nice skirt. outfits though. Their outfits was You like their outfits. They I didn't. Were. You kept saying, I said, I don't like it. I kept it. telling them. I said, oh my God, I love your outfit. Yeah, no. And they don't have good snacks to buy. So well, this that's because it's based out of no, Iceland. No, they still didn't have a variety. They didn't. And so we got to be fair because you and I do not mind spending a couple coins for mm-hmm. what we want. We but spend money like we sell dope. We do it. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out to uh, Brianna. Of, hey, Brianna. Of Stoop and Stank. Hey, uh, Stoop and Stank. We ordered these hoodies to wear in Paris that literally say spending money like I sell dope. Dope, dope. And we never put them on. Wow. And we owe you a nice best friend picture with those hoodies on. And we're we going to make it happen. And we're going to make it happen. I'm going to make it happen. And we are grateful. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Brianna. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. 
and of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to on Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. So friends and kin, uh, for today's Straight Facts question, it is coming from Mobile, Alabama, And it goes, and I'll just get straight into it. I'll start this off by saying I'm a private person who likes to separate my personal life and my professional life. One of my coworkers sent me a friend request on Facebook a few months ago. Child, I hate when they do that. I politely rejected the request and went on about my day. 
About a day later, I see another request from this same colleague. Stalker much? Later in the week, I was eating lunch with my work friends when the colleague who sent me the friend request came in and brought up the fact that she thought we were cool, but she noticed I kept rejecting her friend requests on Facebook. I smiled uncomfortably and quickly excused myself from the table. What should I or what should my reply be when I see her again? Mariah. It's real simple, Mariah. You don't owe anybody anything. You don't owe her an explanation. She is not your God. She is not your boss. She is not your leader. Uh, if you don't want to be her friend on fucking Facebook, you ain't got to be her friend on Facebook. Do you know how many coworkers I have sitting in Facebook friend request limbo? You don't have to uh, uh, accept anybody. They don't have to be your freaking friends. You don't owe them anything. Ew. You motherfuckers got some soul searching to do. Uh, if you want to not be uncomfortable, you can clearly say, I just don't like to mix my personal life and my professional life and keep it moving. And if she asks you any questions, like if some of your co-workers are your friends on Facebook and some are not, you can just say, you know, I'm very selective of who um, I allow into my social media life. And you can say that should not affect um, how we interact with each other at work. And that should be it. Like, you don't owe her any goddamn explanations. Like, and just a tip going forward, if you don't want to be friends with people on social media, just don't acknowledge the the request. Don't hit delete because then they know that you didn't accept it. Just leave it and go on. I think I have like three or four hundred people <laughs> in friend request jail on Facebook. Just don't accept it and don't delete it. Just leave it. Right there, rack them up. Rack city. Rack, 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 rack city, bitch. Not the dead. But that's what I would just say. You don't owe her any explanation. And she better not get 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 huffy about it. And if so, like, let her be where she is. I hate a crazy co-worker. Like, be easy, sis. <laughs> so, friends and kids, for today's We Got to Do Better segment, uh, I got our quote from uh, uh, an auntie uh, who is now an ancestor that I had actually never heard of. And so when I saw the quote, I really liked the quote, but I realized, like, I don't know this lady. So, of course, I had to go look her up. Her name is Marva Dolores Collins, and she was an American educator. Uh, she is best known for creating Westside Preparatory School, which is a widely acclaimed private elementary school in the impoverished Garfield Park neighborhood of Chicago, Illinois, which opened in 1975. So I'm thinking that she graduated from Clark Atlanta University, and I'm thinking she had to be a badass uh, to start a private school, a private elementary school in an impoverished, ooh, I had a hard time getting that out, didn't I? In an impoverished neighborhood. And as an educator myself, it's funny, I went to this um, conference uh, about a month or two ago, and they were talking about schools in urban settings. And I work in West Baltimore, in the heart of West Baltimore, in the middle of a drug and war, gang war zone, right? But... When you are at these educator conferences and they are speaking about um, urban uh, school settings and urban neighborhoods, 
they're leaving out such a large demographic of students, a large demographic of children, many, many communities uh, they're leaving out. When they say urban, they're talking about like Manhattan. They're talking about nice neighborhoods in Boston that are really, really close to metropolitan areas. They're not talking about impoverished communities. They're not talking about um, communities where the people are, most of the people are living below the poverty line. They're not talking about uh, neighborhoods with extremely high crime rates, uh, food deserts. Um, You know, it's a whole different conversation. And oftentimes our children are left out of the conversation. So I know this woman had to be a badass to start a private school in an impoverished neighborhood. So um, I'm 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 gonna actually because of this I'm gonna read up more about um, Marva Collins, Auntie Marva. But she said, and I quote: "Trust yourself, think for yourself, act for yourself, speak for yourself, be yourself, because imitation is suicide." Listen, that was pretty heavy. Shout out to Auntie Marva. I'm going to read it to you one more time just in case you ain't pick up what I was putting down. Trust yourself. Think for yourself. Act for yourself. Speak for yourself. Be yourself. Because imitation is suicide. All the time I talk about how being yourself is vital because it costs too much money to wake up in the morning. And when I say money, I'm talking about time and energy money. Okay? Brain Brain matter, heart matter, gut matter. It takes up too much of that to try and be somebody else or to try and be somebody that you create in your head. Just be you. It's so much cheaper. It's so much easier. You don't have to maintain a lie. You don't have to maintain a false narrative. You don't have to pretend. Pretending is a burden, Just be you, and whoever likes you stays. Whoever doesn't, they'll fucking leave. But either way, it's fine because you wake up and you can look in the mirror and say, you know, I like that person. And if you don't like that person, please look in the show notes and click on the link in the show notes that says find a therapist. Put in your zip code. And Psychology Today is not paying me. They're not paying for any ads, but I want people to get help. Psychology Today, if you want to pay for some ad space, feel free to do so. Put in your zip code or the zip code of your job or whatever is close to where you want to go and where you want to go for therapy. And go to therapy. It's so awesome. Learn how to like yourself. Learn how to love yourself. It's so important so that you live a peaceful life, a joyful life. Too many of y'all walking around here, man, that just... Hate yourself and pretending, getting up every day, pretending that you love yourself. You don't. And you think that you're fooling people, but you, and, and some people you may be fooling them. You ain't fooling me. It's a handful of us that you ain't getting over on. And not that that should matter, because that shouldn't matter. What really should matter is that you want to be in a place where you care about who you are, where you love who you are authentically, where you like who you are. It's one thing to love somebody. It's another thing to like them. Because if you don't like you, who in the hell else is going to like you? If you don't want to be with you, be around yourself when nobody's around, 
Who else is going to want to be around you? Nobody. You can get an animal or a pet or a goldfish or some plants, but, you know, they can't really pick up for themselves. And that's kind of sad. And nobody is born to be alone. And I take it from somebody who loves to spend time by themselves. I also enjoy spending time with the people that I care about. But because I love being by myself and being alone, like I know how to walk away from being around other people when I need that time. Just take care of yourself, man. Look, listen, I need y'all to do better. I'm going to keep doing better because, I mean, I'm not perfect. This is hard work that I do on myself every freaking day, every day. And for three years, it was really intense, really intense. I just want I just want us to get to a place where we authentically love who we are, contrary to what has been placed upon us that is outside the realm of our control. Just I just want us to do better. I love y'all. If you don't believe it, trust me, I do. I love you. But that don't really mean nothing if you don't love you. Just go get some therapy. Friends, again, the first thing that I want to do is say thank you to God first and foremost. Because God is supreme and I recognize and appreciate the grace that God extends me every single day of my black ass life. I want to say thank you to my people. I want to say thank you to each and every one of you that's been rocking with me since day one, ever since March the 1st of 2020. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you again. I truly appreciate you for being here. And even if you just started listening today, or if you just started listening on June the 6th, or June the 13th, or June the 20th, I thank you for that as well. I'm grateful either way. I am thankful for you being here. I'm thankful for your ears, for your listening ears. I am thankful for my family, my friends, my friends and kin, all my supporters, all of all of my supporters. And of course, and most importantly, every single one of you guys that are out there listening, I love y'all so much and it is nothing short of an honor for me to share my time and my energy with you. I understand it's, it's an honor for me to be able to share my time and energy with you, especially if you keep coming back to spend time with me over and over again. And I look forward to the next time that we get to do this with one another. Now, before you exit out of whatever streaming service you're using to listen to this, stop for a second. Whatever you're doing, stop right now. And if you haven't already done so, look for a subscribe button or follow button or whatever kind of button that says that you are committed to me. I want you to commit to hand me my purse. I want you to get married to hand me my purse, okay? Not really. Not really. Not really at all. Some other stuff. Click on it, but I want you to commit. I want you to get in there and commit. Get down and get dirty and commit. Click on that subscribe or follow button, whatever it's called, if that's an option on the streaming service where you're listening. Next, I want you to head on over to Instagram and follow me at handmemypurse underscore podcast. Also follow me on Twitter at HMMP underscore podcast. And on Facebook, just search Hand Me My Purse Podcast. I'm trying to get better at Twitter and Facebook. Please just bear with me. I'm very, 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 very um, engaged uh, on Instagram, but I'm trying to get better on uh, Facebook and Twitter. But if you start talking to me on there, I'm definitely going to talk back to you. So 
That's how that goes. If you show up, I'm going to show up. Also, if you're listening on a streaming service or medium that allows you to do so, please rate or review the show. Give it a thumbs up if you can. Friends and can be sure to share Hand Me My Purse with your friends, your loved ones, and even people you don't like. Because the best way for other people to find out about how amazing this show is, is by you guys telling them all about it. So tell a friend to tell a friend and then have that friend to tell a friend as well. Please submit your questions to the Straight Facts segment to hello at handmemypurse.com with the subject subject line straight facts or feel free to send me a dm on instagram or twitter and who knows your question may be featured on an upcoming show now i said that and i also said that i wanted you guys to send me um information about your aunts and someone sent me something that was so beautiful on instagram about their aunt And it was uh, someone that I went to high school with. It was a a friend from high school. And she said, and I quote, and this is from Carla. It says, I'm listening to your catalog because sis has a catalog. Episode 51, thinking about my auntie Regina. She was a pure soul. She was the one person that always had something kind to say. And she was kind of naive to the world in a sense because she thought everyone was good like her and believed that God would fix and save all. Even though my family is from Compton, Compton's in the house. Even though my family is from Compton, she didn't have a hood bone in her body. Laugh out loud. She rarely gossiped, but when she did have tea, it was always a big to-do. And she only said it in person, whispered it, and would always conclude the tea with, you didn't hear that from me. It reminds me of Bonita Petrell from uh, In Living Color. I ain't want to gossip, but you ain't heard that from me. Uh, uh, what did she say? Here we go. She would always conclude the tea with, you didn't hear that from me. Yet the tea would be lukewarm, which always made me laugh, which always made me laugh. She recently passed away from cancer. I'm really sorry to hear that, Car- Carla, and you and your family are in my prayers. Uh, it's crazy how God takes the good ones. Just wanted to share. I'm very proud of your podcast success, and I'm so happy for you. Carla, thank you so much. Uh, that warmed my heart. Um, and again, I'm sorry to hear about your auntie passing away, but, you know, she's an ancestor now. And, you know, I don't know what your spiritual beliefs are, but, you know, when our ancestors, when our family members transition and they become ancestors, in my mind, like, they're still with us. They're still here. I still talk to mine all the time. And I feel them around me, like, watching over me, protecting me. So... Your Aunt Regina's still here, and sometimes talk to her and give her some tea. You never know. Now, if she talk back, you know, don't be too afraid, but you might want to jump a little bit. But if you guys have any beautiful stories about your aunts um, or your aunties that you want to share with me, uh, please send me a DM on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I don't really know how to do messages on Facebook from a page, but send me a message or you can send me an email um, and you can send those stories and questions for the Straight Facts segment to hello at handmemypurse.com with the subject line Straight Facts or you could say Auntie Story or feel free to just send me a DM on Instagram or Twitter. Like I said, who knows? Your question may be featured on an upcoming show. I'm almost positive that I read that already. And if I did, please forgive me. Um, but now I'm just telling you all over again to do it. Also, 
just so you know, the music for Hand Me My Purse is provided by none other than West Baltimore's own Gloomy Tunes. I look forward to you looking forward to listening to Hand Me My Purse, the podcast, each and every Tuesday. And I'm out this bitch. Peace. Hand Me My Purse is a production of iHeart Podcasts. For more shows from iHeart Podcasts, visit the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care and we'll see you there.